but they're the customers who go come into a store, even if their order's right, just, you know, 1% off, they go fly off the handle. I've run into so many of them, and I treat them so much, like, I, Respect, with, respectfully yeah. and with kindness that they think about their actions. And Interesting. are like, hey, maybe I shouldn't just, because, you know, people don't deserve that, like, especially if they're still returning the, with kindness. If anyone's struggling, like, if listening to this right now, just know that, uh, there are ways to to get through things and don't beat yourself up for it because it's not your fault. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Chan and Joe. And today I'm so lucky to be joined with one of the nicest person. Tony from the dining hall. Tony, welcome to the podcast studio. Glad to be here, and I'm finally glad we're able to make it. Yeah, and this is your first time in the library, right? That it is, that it is. So, first question for you, why are you such a nice person? Because, you know, every everyone knows you for your positive energy and for for every time, you know, like after after someone grabs your salad from the salad bar or something that you always say have a wonderful day and and um everyone sort of loves that energy and sort of spreads that positivity so why are you such a nice person there there's a few reasons um one of the main thing is i had that at least a few people like that as i grew up all the positive energy okay. whether it be um through principals in my elementary school teachers and I always well, like want to be that person for the next generation mm-hmm. for anyone really because you never really know what someone's going through even if they're perfectly fine on the outside they might not be on the inside so yeah. you never know what that one nice gesture could make a difference in their day. That's very true. Like these small, small gestures could make a big difference. And you mentioned how um, people have influenced you at the past. Well, I'm curious as into like what specific situations have, have really inspired you and what specific people have really inspired you. Do you think they're these turning moments? Or? Um, it's, just, it's been a gradual thing. Like my um, parents have always been there. Um, I will say... Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was a little bit of a troublemaker, um, <laughs> so it was hard to, you know, deal with my, as I like to say, the chaotic energy I had when I was younger, because mm-hmm. um, having ADHD, my mm-hmm. especially when I was younger, yeah. my attention span and everything just, and, and all the things that went with it that mm-hmm. you don't, we didn't even know about back then, um, it just, they helped keep me on the like, you know, they helped keep me focused when I couldn't. Yeah, if that makes you sense. mean people? Yeah, um, and the uh, the actual. Um, no, I think I forget where like his position now, but like one mm-hmm. of the people in uh, the Academy, uh, Mister Mister Kelly. Mm-hmm. He was one mm-hmm. of the people who specifically like he taught me chess when I was in kindergarten. Really. Um, I can't say I'm an expert now because it's been mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. But he, they just uh, they 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 the positive influence I had from them inspired me to not only 
you know, look at my own life and be like, hey, rein some things in and, you know, focus on everything. Mm-hmm. Not that I was a, you know, you know, bad kid. It's just I had trouble, you know, oh, we need to focus on this over here. Yeah. I'm more interested on the things over here. So I had a hard time focusing on the things over here. Okay. <laughs> Interesting that you mentioned ADHD. I mean, I, I, this is the first time I'm hearing it. So um, when did you first find out that you had ADHD? Um, this was in kindergarten, though it's one of those, there was so many, um, not going to say, they're like, oh, here, you have it, you have it, you have it. But like when um, you go through like the extensive like, hey, that like this is a guy you go to to spit or person you go to to specifically figure it out and they're like yes you mm-hmm. do um it's one of those it's a superpower and a weakness at the same time no i totally agree with that and he, because I, I i totally relate with that and um i mean i've never gotten f- fully diagnosed with adhd but um there are like i've done a lot of tests and a lot of seen psychiatrists they always said that I have a very high likely chance with that. So I, I t- definitely agree with the last thing of superpower and weakness. And, and maybe we can start with the weakness spot. So so ADHD in kindergarten, how, how were you diagnosed so early? Was was the effects really obvious that you had to... In, in kindergarten and everything, it was way more obvious uh, than today because it was definitely like partially a behavioral thing. They were trying to figure out how why I can't regulate, you know, certain things, because that's part of it. As in what? Uh, Like, um, regulate my attention span, regulate Mm -hmm. emotions, like, not necessarily anger, but, like, things that would be, like, oh, that's not necessarily something to be that upset about, like, sad or, you know. um, That you would have very extreme emotions in some sense? That is one of the, like, like... uh, things and um, uh, it, it's one of those. It's so f- like you know that was twenty five years ago at this point. Yeah, it's, uh, spent, and spent a little bit of time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so did you sort of take medication ever since that point, or I from that point until like tenth grade, um, I did. And then you stopped? And I took it on upon myself that I didn't like the way the medication made me felt. Yeah. So um, I tried to power through it. This Now, now mind you, this is not for everyone because there are some people who, like, it definitely helps them. Yeah. Um, I just felt that the positives did not outweigh the negatives. Yeah. Especially at the time because it was more... I don't want to say experimental, but there was like newly the, the like the medication was relatively new, so yeah. they might not have worked out everything. Sure, um, sure. And I just didn't like the way it felt, okay. so I just tried to turn, as I said, the weakness into strengths. I try to figure out ways to turn my hyper focus uh, into ways that I could benefit from it and Mm -hmm. there are times where i'm like um starting one task try Mm -hmm. to get it done and then someone comes along and says hey can you do this for me and then i start doing their task 
leaving this task behind, and then I'm like, oh, this other thing needs to be done. Start to doing that. Wait, I need to go back to finish the thing that someone else asked me because they specifically asked me to do mm-hmm. it. Um, we'll finish that task because I'm like, oh, someone asked me to do it. Hyper-focus mm-hmm. on that and then figure out the other two. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of all over the place, a little scattered. I, I mean, especially I would speculate the first year is definitely very hard, right? When yes. you first got off of medication. I mean, this is the first time you got off of medication in, what, 10 years? And, and I mean, kindergarten, it, it's so far ago that you probably don't even remember. So it, 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 in some sense, it's like the first time you actually experience ADHD that you can fully recall in some sense, right? Pr- pretty much. Um, there, I mean, like, I, I didn't take it on the weekends because, as I said, like, e- even as a younger kid, I didn't, you know, I realized, like, even my parents realized that I didn't really like the way it made me f- feel well on it. So it was only during school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gave me the, like, they were like, hey, like, we, they gave me the choice of, of like, I don't know, when they really realized it. And I'm like, I'm going to go f- go for it, continue on. And then when I made the choice, I made the choice. Okay, so you made the choice, and uh, how how did it go in the first year? Was it bad? It, or it was. There was some difficulties, mm-hmm. and um, there was some like honestly some difficulties that the the medication couldn't even help. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't take notes for anything. Really. Um, if I there was just some disconnect between my brain trying to listen and write at the same time, so I would just be so far behind that I would be writing down their first two sentences and then they would be on their eighth sentence and I wouldn't have heard three through seven, yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Um, and uh. Mm. It's definitely a challenge. It, it, it is. And in, in anyone, school, too. And I mean, uh, sorry. You're good. Um, if anyone's struggling, like, if listening to this right now, just know that uh, there are ways to, to get through things. And don't beat yourself up for it because it's not your fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very true. I mean, uh, so... You mentioned that it it did become a superpower, and you sort of harnessed it into a superpower. And I'm curious, as in, what what do you mean by a superpower, and how did you harness it? Uh, kind of like the example before, like um, if I give something that my brain will get priority. Like if someone asks me to do a task, my brain will prioritize that task because I someone asked me to do it, and I'll. Tr- not want to let them down therefore you'll do a good job of it exactly um an exceptional job of it too i'll at least try to do my best to do the the to the i mean i always do try to do the best my ability but like my brain will rationalize the the effect of 100 percent, 110 percent even um 110 percent so hyper focus in some sense exactly exactly and does it only apply to tasks that you were asked to do, or it could be with other things that you were just passionate in? Um, exactly. Um, I kind of found uh, food service as a okay. hyper-focus. Food service. Um, I worked in a, um, a pizza place for okay. 10 years. Really? Uh, and there was, there was this... 
it's it's kind of not, I'm not gonna say selfish, but this this satisfaction of when you hand someone their food, and this just just a simple the simple act of handing them their food and the smile on their face, it's uh, it it help it helps warm me up. You know, it makes me smile on the inside and outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, like it's spreading the love, but you know, it's for myself, kind of. Interesting. Okay. Um, not that I wouldn't be that person anyways, because yeah, of course, I want to try to be the most positive person as I can because I feel like we need more, more of them, more people, more positive, more positivity in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good point that you mentioned. And I'm curious. So, do you think that the positivity really came to you because you just so it it brings you joy too that that you you enjoy being a positive person in some sense i do but part of it is i like seeing other people happy uh-huh i and would you say this is connected to adhd or this is more a personality thing that i i'm really unsure of at that point but it could be okay um one of those trying to figure out your own emotions and trying to be you know, trying to be happy yourself and mirroring other people. And right. if you make other people happy, you can help mirror the happiness. So that could be it. But mm-hmm. um, I do feel like it's definitely part of the upbringing I've had. I've uh, always been told to, you know, try to be the, the bigger person, the better person whenever you can. Not that I've had many instances where I've had to, you know, be the bigger person, you know, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, yeah. Yeah, and you did mention a good point about self-awareness right there. You did talk about how you have to understand your own emotions and understand yourself. So would you say that, well, ever since you sort of stopped taking medication in, in 10th grade, do you go through like a period of self-awareness and self-understanding? Because it's like the first time that you, without a- any external help, have to face the inner monster in some sense. Very much so. There was, um, uh, like, a few times where, like, I realized I, I many different emotions. It depended, like, on the day where it's like, oh, it would be too extreme. And I'm like, you know, I don't like the way the um, extreme of this emotion makes me feel. I don't like the way, the way of this uh, extreme of this emotion makes me feel. Um so, like, this sounds kind of dumb, but I honestly haven't gotten actually, like, angry, angry mm-hmm. in probably, like, years. Really? Yeah, there's the only thing that really gets me, okay, that that's, and I mean, like, furious to the point, like, I, you know, I need to do something about it, like, uh, you know play video games to blow off some steam or something. Really? Um, you call that blowing off a steam? Well, you know, you know, <laughs> other things like, you know, they have those, um, yeah, just letting the, yeah. letting the anger out. Right. So how, 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 how were you able to not be angry for <laughs> what, how, however long you said five years, right? Well, it's, um, I mean, there have been instances within the five years where there's like, you know, the, some, you know, political things that then, like, got a rise out of me that's, like, hey, like, I don't want to get into that right now, but, like, mm-hmm. 
there have been things where, like, you know, when people's um, rights have been infringed upon, that, you know, that, you know, anytime yeah, that happens always gets a riot. Me, me yeah, riot, definitely. But, like, I agree. This is more like everyday things that shouldn't, that um, I just, you know, I just, as I said, self-awareness. I made myself aware of it and... Aware of your own emotions. Exactly. And when... You, when I hyper-focused on that, it took me, you know, a couple years to work on that, probably more than just a couple years. I became very self-aware in, like, a lot of things. Uh, The emotions, the how to regulate my attention, how to interact a little bit better, though in the sense of that, a little bit more of, like, an anxiety has risen because I'm thinking about everything. So as I said, it becomes um, yeah. a superpower, but there's also some weaknesses to it. That's interesting, how you harnessed and, and you were able to, to go to sort of an extreme of self-awareness that you are able to control your emotions. And I'm, I'm curious, and I think listeners, uh, or including me, I mean, I'm very curious on how you were able to develop that superpower of controlling your emotions and not not be angered by things and and so can you take us sort of from the start and how you first took your baby steps towards controlling your anger or controlling your emotions i just thought about my friends and family i just thought about them and like how would uh like if it was any well like if if it was any one of them in the situation that I was in, how would they react? How would I react if they were the ones involved in the situation? And I'm like, well, does it matter if they're my direct friends or family? Everyone's human. And then it made me think everybody deserves their peace of their peace of mind. Everybody mm-hmm. deserves the kindness. Mm-hmm. Um so mm-hmm. in food service, I've always, you know, run into, as um, the internet calls it, Karens these days. What do you mean by Karens? Uh, they're the, they're, I, don't, I don't like to use that term because it implies, you know, Karens, all Karens. No, I love, there's Karens that are lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the customers who go, come into a store, even if their order's right, just, you know, one percent off. They go fly off the handle. They're the yeah. they're the customers that are you can't please. Yeah, I get um, what you mean. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've run into so many of them, and I've done my best to make them walk away either with a smile or like not not that I want them to feel bad, but you know I treat them so. My, like I respect, with, respectfully yeah. and with kindness that they think about their actions and Interesting. are like, hey, maybe I shouldn't just because, you know, people don't deserve that, like especially if they're still returning the, with kindness. That's very interesting. So you, you, you kill them with kindness in some sense. Exactly. exactly. Then, and so what would, what would a situation be? Like how do you sort of just remain your composure and someone may be screaming at you, and how do you sort of not get affected by it? 
Thankfully, there haven't ever been situations where people have legitimately been screaming. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty much, I just talk in a, as positive way as I can, reassure them that we'll do their our best to mm-hmm. rectify the situation, um, whether mm-hmm. it be like, was the pizza, you know, a little too well done for them or there wasn't, you know, various reasons we could either, you know, remake the pizza, give them whatever, you know, whatever we could do. We could, mm-hmm. that was also the kind of place that it was. We would try to do whatever we could with that was within our power, you know, mm-hmm. not that we can do willy nilly do whatever, but like, Mm-hmm. we always wanted to that was the other thing that helped shape my like 10 years i was uh there since i was 16 mm-hmm. 16 to 26 mm-hmm. and uh they th- that atmosphere helped shape me because uh they were also like a second family to me yeah. so um that they also helped shape the uh like uh like the positive sense that you have. Exactly, exactly. Because right. they were uh, the kind of people who want, like, the community loved because uh, someone came in, oh, my wallet's at home, and they know, like, we know that they live 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, you can pay us next time because we don't want you to drive 30 minutes home, 30 minutes back, and then 30 minutes back home mm-hmm. just to pay us when we know you're going to order within the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, so very understanding and very compassionate. And very much. That, that, that really sort of brought the business up in some sense, that the business is found by kindness. It, it, it definitely was like found in uh, kindness and community. Um, they always, from my understanding, were also like the most fairly priced around town too, because mm-hmm. they wanted it, it wasn't just the business aspect because they wanted everybody to be, to be able to enjoy their food. Um, I mean, there's obvious always a business aspect when you have a business, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they definitely focused like more on the community than some would. Yeah. And speaking of positivity and kindness, uh, positivity and kindness is something that you sort of have to give out and it's like an energy that you bring to others. And I mean, you do such a good job every single time you you bring that kindness. But I'm just curious as in what, what if there are those times that you feel down or you feel unhappy or maybe some, some situations that's happening in your life too, or it's just hard to bring that kindness and energy and positivity out. What do you do in those situations? Um, that's another thing that, uh, that is like a superpower with ADHD. Um, people do what is called masking because sometimes you just have a hard time understanding your own emotions, so you put up what you feel like is the best emotion for the situation anyways. Mm. Um, since I've bec- become able to, like, you know, be pretty good about the, uh, actually knowing how I'm feeling in that sense, mm-hmm. um, I can always put up that positive front for the most part, even if I'm not really feeling positive mm-hmm. um doesn't and, tend and to happen interesting and, and and that's very interesting and also i've seen studies that shows that if you if you become more positive if you smile more or something you actually become more happier or in some sense so would you say using masking you actually bring your mood back up 
I, I would say that. Um, uh, there are times where, you know, it can only work so much. Yeah. But for the most part, everyday activities, like everyday interactions, yeah, works mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, and I'm curious about sort of the reciprocation of, of kindness. So, you know, if you give out a lot of kindness, right, and you spread the energy and you spread the positivity, what if it's not reciprocated? Uh, For the most part, it usually is, whether it be the person who is... uh, Getting the pizza, saying thank you so much. Exactly. They're either, they're just usually a little more pleasant towards me in general, um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing that uh, we've noticed that whenever I ran the register, mm-hmm. we would get more tips. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And and I'm talking about like those extreme situations because I I don't I definitely don't doubt that you would definitely raise the tip level because you're such a nice person. But what if there are those the uh, those you no know, those times where there are people that that like you said who just wouldn't sort of reciprocate the kindness. Do you feel that emptiness sometimes? Like, oh, shoot, I, I was kind to the person. I was saying thank you so much. I was smiling, everything. They didn't tip me. They just turned their back and ran away. You know, would you feel bad about it or sort of just life just moves on and you can let it slide? When it comes to the, like, whole tip part, don't really care about that. Um, but it's more so, like, sometimes... I think about what could I have done better to make their experience better or, Mm. you know, it's not necessarily the, you know, emptiness. It's like the, as I said, the flip side that I said earlier is like, I get a little bit of anxiety. Mm. Um, So I think about that and I dwell on that a little bit more than really I maybe should, but you know, it in the long run is the experience that helps me shape the next situation into a better situation Mm. and would this anxiety hurt you in some sense would it would it cause a lot of stress at times would would it or well not lie definitely it Mm. causes stress sometimes but that is just life life has stress and whether it be you know there's good stress bad stress um productive stress there's all it's just all about filtering your stress and figuring out what's causing it and what needs to be different to cause it to be, you know, as I said, productive stress can be good, you know. Um, I'm not going to say, uh, I don't, um, what's it called, condone procrastination, but one of the reasons why I always did it when I was younger was I always knew that I would hyper focus on the like you know the last, last second minute. and yeah. I would do my best work. That, as I said, doesn't work for everybody. So I don't really condone that method. But that's just what I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And sort of procrastination. It it comes to another topic, which is sort of harnessing ADHD, which comes back to what we were talking about earlier. So procrastination obviously is like a and also attention span is obvious like two big factors that cause from. Or that could be like a direct correlation or ca- causation of, of ADHD. And do you think you sort of like how do you, how do you how did you deal with it? What um, was your coping mechanisms? There was times where I knew I would get distracted and play video games, anyways. Yeah. So what I did is I would set a timer, play 
video game or like you know work on something for an hour play roughly 30 minutes of video games if i can work on something for like two hours play another 30 minutes i would try to regulate my distractions that i knew would already distract me um and use it as as uh as like a like a like a gift or also like a a reward system system so that you once you do those hard tasks you can think of oh yeah i can i should finish it so i can reward myself later would you say that that's sort of your approach exactly because there's like this kind of instant gratification of oh i like you know earned my game time and then especially if you do something really good during that like you know it doesn't necessarily be game time but my choice at the time would be playing games and if you did something successful during the video game you would drive that gratification back into the paper Mm -hmm. it would be the this cycle of you know wanting to do better in the video game and then you know the happiness of that that would bring would also make me want to like actually work on the paper be happy about the paper and then the time would fly by and i would be done with the paper in no time or at least the time that I would have to, like, you know, I'd lot myself to work on the paper would fly by in no time. Would it be hard to stop sometimes, you would say? Stop gaming? There were times where it would be hard, especially with the choice of video game. Mm-hmm. Like, if I played, like, a multiplayer game and you can't necessarily pause it and you forgot, like, or go, I'll, I'll, I'll be done on the at the end of this round. And then you, you lose, and then you, or you win, and you you want to keep play another one. And that, or you forget, and you're like, just continue, like, oh, and spend an extra thirty minutes, uh, and like I would work that into the system if I forgot, or I played an extra thirty minutes, I would add on like another thirty minutes to the like work time, and uh, I would hyper focus on the paper, and by the time I knew it, the buzzer of my timer, whatever it would be, would go off, and then I would play more video games, and then the timer would go off again and if i switched i would switch but then like it was easier to get lost in the paper at that time because i had the reward coming because i knew that i would be able to play the video game rather than the distraction distracting want of playing the video game at the time because if i spend three hours straight on this i'm not going to be able to play video games during those three hours but if i know that I'm going to have, you know, six hours to do whatever I want instead of just procrastinate on the paper. I would do both almost simultaneously. And as I said, it might, like, it resulted in mostly good work, and there is definitely work, so, like, papers that I probably could have done a little bit better on, Mm -hmm. a little bit better editing if I focused harder on, but it would better to have done the paper than not have done the paper at all. And there's always ways to figure out your method of, like, do this now. Or, like, do you do this, uh, or, like, lost my Delayed gratification. Yes, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, uh... Yeah, I I definitely know what you're saying about delayed gratification. I totally agree. I think that's a great idea to, to delay your gratification by... Giving by yes, you have those urges, and because you have ADHD, you definitely have a lot of urges, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely have a lot of interests or a lot of um, um, different things that that would that would that you would want to do, and then 
maybe sometimes it's hard for for you to control those so you have to if you have this sort of system set up and you can delay it and delay your gratification and and use it so that it, it turns from a weakness to a to a strength because you can hyper focus and you wouldn't worry about it because you know that at the end there's 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 good things and i totally relate to that i mean i i, I did the same thing too when back in the days when i was really big in video games i would um you know i had these game time system with my family too and we would always say you know oh you if you do well do your work during the week we can reward you game time it's sort of like a reward system that's automatically set up so it really prompted me to sort of finish the week strong and sort of like finish everything by Friday. So I can just call my dad and say, Hey dad, I finished everything. Can I play? And he was like, okay, okay, you deserve it. And then sort of it's, it's, it, it forced me on the right track in some sense. Like there's, there's an invisible hand pushing you. Yes. But, but yes. if there isn't that system, it's, it's, it may be changing at times. So would you say that you sort of develop a, like a like a internal regulation system at this point right now where you can control your urges or you're so sort of like working on it or no yeah definitely um when it comes to um the uh concept of them yes definitely but like if i'm in the middle of playing a video game and i know there's nothing i need to do Mm -hmm. i could get lost for hours Mm-hmm. But, like, if there's something that I need to do, whether it be, like, this today, I um, was playing video games until, like, you know, 2 o'clock, and then I knew that I, especially the game I was playing, it would have, it could have distracted me for another a couple hours, but I set an alarm for 2 o'clock, uh, then got all my stuff together, mm-hmm. and then... Um, was watching shows where I know that, like, you know, 20 minutes uh, would go by for each episode, so then it would be 3 o'clock by the time I really needed to get together. Mm. So, like, my brain works in weird ways like that where Mm. I can help regulate time, um, which is usually one of the weaknesses of um, ADHD, I feel like uh, uh, one of the hyper focuses I did was I was in band from sixth grade till twelfth grade, so I learned like um, rhythm relatively well. Mm-hmm. So I can. There's times where I put like just an example, like we're we're cooking our sweet potatoes up in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. Set the timer, and I don't really even look at the clock at all, and I I might like unconsciously make note of it um and then unconsciously catch the clock but like i'll just be like oh i think it's about time and i'll walk into the kitchen and there'll be a minute left on the timer or like it'll beep within like 10 seconds of me being there Mm. um so like there's always ways to figure out uh your as i said your uh weaknesses and figure out how to make them better um this Mm. was not necessarily on purpose but i think Mm. that was just one of the results Mm. um also i always loved rhythm games like guitar hero and uh dance dance revolution yeah sure (laughs) definitely and interesting um you so you sort of use this passion to get you into hyper focus 
and because you have ADHD, it's actually easier for you to get into hyperfocus in, in some sense? Very or? much so. Um, when my brain is like, oh, like this, I don't like to use the terms because uh, I don't necessarily know if I'm using the right one, but like, oh, this produces lots of serotonin, the, mm. the, you know, the happy chemical in your brain. Um, this... Uh, try to incorporate this into as many aspects of your life. One of the reasons why I love music is because I love, you know, the, like, you know, the rhythm and the fact that what comes along with rhythm is, you know, dancing, which counts as, you know, stimming, which is something that people on the, like, neurodivergent spectrum, ADHD, you name it, like to do because it gives our brain something to do. Rather than, like, you know, there's the people who like to just, you know, tap their leg and they can't, like, it's kind of like an uncontrollable urge. That is their version of stimming. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why you can always see me dancing in the dining hall. Really? There's mm-hmm. music playing in my head at all times and it just kind of, it doesn't, in this case, it doesn't necessarily help me focus. It just helps, you know, help me focus on being happy and you know, just enjoying myself. And it does help me focus because there are times where I'll, like, be dancing along and notice something that I might not have noticed, but, like, not necessarily... You're just having this a good cor- time. Yeah, correlation, yeah. not causation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's actually very interesting that you mentioned about it. I mean, what, what's your favorite music? I'm, I'm, I'm curious now. Um, I listen to everything. Okay. Um, there's... I'm the kind of person who'd be like, oh, there's this song that's this genre. Will you like it? I'll have to listen to it before I can say I like it or not. But I will say the top three genres I like are um, like EDM. Love EDM. Metal. Metal, sure. And uh, rap. Okay. They're like any combination of those three, especially all three together, uh, I love. Um, And I will say I'm a, a sucker for covers. Mm-hmm. So, like, Taylor Swift as a metal song or um, any of those pop songs as, like, an EDM remix. Yeah, like, those are really good. Yeah. I mean, do you have any favorite songs that we can pull up right now? Uh, also trying to think of technically school appropriate ones would you mind if i pull out my phone to yeah of course um that's actually interesting i mean i totally relate with that i mean while you you were talking uh, we were looking for i can sort of share but i i totally relate that the music aspects really really helps with um doing a lot of these um same monotonous tasks and it, it makes time go by really fast and also you you have a good time and you're sort of grooving to the rhythm I mean, I, I love music, too. I, I sort of always have music in my head. If I'm doing some homework that is not, that doesn't require that much brain power, say sort of like copying things or sort of doing that, I play some music and then get that in my head and get the rhythm. And, and EDM, I love EDM. I mean, I I, I love all, all, all kinds of songs. I totally agree with that. But, you know, it's sort of like just having type of songs that, that in, in that is sort of like rolling that makes makes you enjoy the moment more and then sort of just you just just uh go go for it and you feel happy too and this is an example that involves music um i always had horrible handwriting when i was growing up because my 
hand would get ahead of my brain and it would just like I could read it literally no one else could hmm. um so when I would do things that people would need to read I would listen to music and I would kind of write to the song so really uh my brain slowed uh, or shouldn't say slowed down but it synced up with my hand interesting more so you so, so, so I had to speed up your brain or or slow down your brain I, I had to um slow down see exactly that's what I, that the thing that's like I don't know if I necessarily had to slow down my hand and uh my brain but it's more like I just focused my hand to the rhythm of the music which was going in to my brain pretty much directly because I was wearing headphones um not that that Mm. don't know if the necessarily the science behind that part but you know uh and i would just like you know it would help me like think about the motions of the pen rather than just i yeah rather than just scribbling it out yeah definitely interesting so do you have a song in mind right now it's always one of the uh the hard things because uh Again, uh, I have so many favorites, but uh, hard to pick up. But when you are asked that question, for like at least for me, my mind just goes blank. Um, <laughs> it could be I mean, any anything. It doesn't have to be the absolute favorite. It could just be a good song that you like. As I said, the other thing is I'm trying to figure out an appropriate one I can play. <laughs> There's a there, it doesn't matter the appropriateness. Like it doesn't really matter. Like this, this is this is not going to babies. Like okay, people, we're we're, we're all mature people, sort of listening to the, the podcast. So <laughs> don't worry about it. Duly noted. There's a song, um, "Just Breathing" by uh, Nefix. Uh, oh yeah, Nefix and E F F E X. I know, I I know Nefix. I I love Nefix. Um, I can pull it up right now. That um one yeah. second, let me just get this in wrote the now it's sort of in the system. Nice. Yeah, Netflix is really good. Like for example, his 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 songs are also pretty, you know, powerful too. Yeah, they are very um, inspirational too. I have twenty three songs from Netflix. Yeah, he's very, very uh, emotion evoking. Yeah, it's like he he is definitely the mix of rap, EDM, and also a little metal too. Because like there's those songs where he has that like guitar sound to it. If, yeah, if I remember correctly. Definitely. Interesting. Netflix is definitely really good. Yeah. Um, so speaking of me, that's that's interesting. I didn't know we had so much in common. It's very interesting. So how? Why did you work in the dining hall? So how did you sort of end up wound up in dining hall? Um, I went to um, Holyoke Community College for uh, culinary. Uh-huh. Um, I told myself, even if I don't make a career out of this, um, I will learn how to cook on a good level and be able to cook for myself and for anyone in the future if I need to. It's been a while since I've done, like, some actual, like, full-on full meal cooking, but um, 
I did that and I applied in the kitchen and at the time I was a little too fresh out of uh, the College out of school and they're like we might uh, want someone with a little more of actual experience because of the yeah. like amount of like the flow that goes through yeah. um, but they were like they, we have the maybe the perfect place for you and I started down at the snack bar mm-hmm. um, and eventually the they asked if uh, I wanted to work in the dining hall because they really needed the help in the the pantry mm-hmm. and I reluctantly and not unreluctantly said yes because the hours were better for me um Mm-hmm. But I really like missed being down there and like my coworkers at the time. But mm-hmm. um, I think most of them, I don't know, Steve Steve moved back up there. But yeah, uh, they uh, I just like the like more interaction. It was nice being down there and like it was a different kind of interaction. But this is more like you get to see almost everybody. Right. Like, this right. is where everybody is. Uh, it's nice to just see everybody and like y'all are the reason why I enjoy this so much. I, cause y'all are so like you, as I, as, as we were saying before, the kindness is reciprocated. You, uh, y'all are so good to, to at least to me, I have like, everybody is so nice. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it just makes all the work, very very worth it yeah which helps definitely. me hyper focus on my job as much as i can yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely and that's interesting so what would you say is the most memorable people or memorable experience that you have encountered in your, in your years here um i will have to say one of the most memorable moments was one of those moments where i couldn't mask uh mm. Uh, one of my best friends, um, what was it? It was at the time his mother passed away. Mm. So I went to all the things and mm-hmm. I just, you know, couldn't do it. Um, mm-hmm. And someone who, I think she graduated a few years ago, her name is Gigi. Mm-hmm. She came up to me and was like, are you okay? Mm. And I'm like, honestly, like, not really. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, I could tell just because you're not your usual happy self. Yeah. Uh, And then talk to her for a moment. And then the interaction just, even though I was still not able to be completely happy at that time, I was able to bring back at least enough happiness that I was able to spread the positivity the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And, I mean, speaking of, it comes back to spreading positivity. And how do you maintain that energy to always sort of spread positivity, like, regardless of um, days, regardless of situations? And, I mean, it it goes back to masking, but I think there could be, like, a deeper layer, which is how do you you find that consistent motivation and uh, to be a positive person? There, there are days where I have to find my own motivation, where mm-hmm. if I'm having, like, a rough day where I have to be, like, I have to figure out some way to rationalize my brain around it. But um, mm-hmm. 
it's just the fact that, as I said before, everyone, everyone in the community, students, faculty, staff, everybody makes working here worth it when they come in and are thankful. Like, yes, there are those moments where there's just, 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 just the disrespectful moments, but mm-hmm. I feel like most of those are unconscious and they don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always the kind of person who um, sees the light in everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very that's very generous of you to say. And also, it's a, it's very powerful, empowering in some sense that you see the light in everyone. And I totally agree with that. And and yes, even though people may be rude to you at times, it could be, but it, it you know they they might be going through something, and you you have the power to understand that and sort of like um you know to, to to still maintain your positivity and kindness and that's one thing i really want to you know say thank you from the community you know it's just like it's you've been a, such a positive person and you've definitely made this experience going to the dining hall so so good for everyone and you know that's it thank that's you no problem it's my pleasure <laughs> i am more than happy to be you know the light whatever um yeah when it, it starts small yeah it could be really small the positivity it could just be you know just just saying hi or hi how you doing to one person have a good day you know they just, just something small like that could really in some sense make someone's day very much so um because as we said before we don't know what anybody's going through this like when I was talking about the people who would overreact at the pizza place, this, mm-hmm. especially if I don't know them, um, I don't know what they're going through. This could just be a rough day for them. And if I do know them, I know that they don't usually act like this. I would, they're having times where I asked what's up and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then we talked about it. Um, there haven't been really those moments that you hear about like on the internet internet where a stranger comes in and does the whole rant and then the person does the kindness act and then they come back uh, the next day or whatever and they're like, sorry that I overreacted. But I've heard of plenty of stories where someone just reacts with kindness and then the next day or whatever, a week later, the person who was uh, having the tantrum or whatever comes in is like i'm sorry i was going through this and this interaction helped me through that mm-hmm. um so the th- moments like that help me uh think about those moments that happened in real life granted you the the ones that happened to me happened before i read that but they helped conceptualize uh my own r- situations as well right because right. if uh, it's nice to know that you aren't alone in certain situations, so right. like there's always at least, you know, there's what I'm gonna probably bring what close to like eight billion people on the world on the earth now. They're one uh, percent. If they're even if there's just one percent, that's so. There's what like um again I'm. Really no, no, no. yeah, no, no, no. I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm but, uh, eight billion, one percent. Okay, eighty million. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I was about. I don't know if I was about to say the right number, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, eighty million. That's eighty million people out there 
that are in the same situation as you, even if it's 1%. If there's, you know, just 0.5%, that's 40 million. million. So there's still a lot of people going through, and there's, there's definitely a lot of people that you can relate to, and that's very interesting to think about. And I think we've we've uh, sort of cycled all the way way around from from where we started to where we end, and uh, it's it's been such a such an interesting conversation with you. And I have, as always on my podcast, I always have a final three questions for you. So um, I'll fire it away. Are you ready? Yes, I am. So the first question for you is: What do you think is your contribution to the bigger picture of the world? My contribution to the bigger picture of the world is. Spreading kindness, um, just trying to combat the negativity with the positivity. Um, I stream video games when I play them, not only just as a hobby, but to bring in a safe space for people who need it. Like, if you, if someone came into my chat and I notice I'm a very new streamer so i don't notice a lot of things yeah. sometimes but if someone came in and started talking about something heavy i would be there to talk to them through through it as really long as, yes i will always want to be there for people when i can whether it be me, like you know making a fool of myself and <laughs> having people laugh at me because yeah. there are times where you know i'll ham up you know my failures a little bit on when i'm playing video games if it makes people laugh um yeah. it's Part of what, like, is the fun of it. Um, right, right, definitely. Um, second question for you. What are some non-negotiable values that you have for your living? Um, we can agree to disagree unless it involves human rights. Right. Uh, if it involves human rights and you don't agree with me, you cannot talk to me. Because, mm. like, human, respect, yeah, respect. Human, human rights aren't debatable. Right. Everyone deserves equal rights. Agree, agree. Total, total respect for you saying that. And last question for you. If there's one thing you can say to a younger version of yourself, what would it be? Um, I would just say, you know, keep, keep everything up. You're on, you're on the right path. Even if you mm-hmm. don't think of, think of it, you're doing well. I would, you know... Try to, you know, warn them, warn myself of, you know, a few pitfalls that I could mm-hmm. potentially fall into. But, you know, it's and one that of the, shapes what, what you are, those mistakes and everything. Yeah. Exa- exactly. I don't want to, I wouldn't want to be like, hey, don't do this because this will happen. Because who knows if that one pivotal event didn't help shape my brain in the way. So, like, I honestly, even though there were certain parts that I would be like, oh, I'd rather not ex- have experienced that. It made me the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say, yeah, just keep your keep your head up. You're on the right path. Do what you think is right, and you will find people who uh, have similar values, and you can share your life with. Okay, love it. It's been such a great conversation with you t- here today, Tony. Thank you so much for coming. Did you have a good time here today? I did very much so. And Rude. if you ever want to i will wel- be welcome to come or you're welcome to invite me back if that is of option. course of course i mean it's kind of tough because it's like a end of school year and you know but definitely we'll we'll see like maybe like five years down the line we'll you know we'll, we, we might merge in different places and you might 
um, you know, move on to different places, or you might still be here when, when I see you for a revisit. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the future may hold? But you know, it, it did feel fast, right? Like today here at the studio, it, it did. It definitely did. Like, um, uh, it was enjoyable, and mm. I always, uh, you know, being being able to talk about anything with someone. Uh, <laughs> nice as you is always nice um thank you and you know being able to incorporate being able to incorporate and share life experiences is always a nice thing as well because like uh if something that i said helps even one person yeah that that makes me happy love it Thank you so much for coming. And for listeners, thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you feel inspired because I truly am. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.